What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode number 79 of Hello Bass Bass Fishing Podcast. This week, we do a bunch of tournament recaps from Coronas, from Green Lake, Bass Nation on the Mississippi River. Special guest Bart jumps in, talks about the TOC, answer a lot of your questions. It's a fun episode. Hope you guys enjoy it. This week, the Hello Bass Bass Fishing Podcast is brought to you by Arsenal Fishing. Arsenal Fishing offers premium custom-made performance apparel and tackle. Arsenal delivers a wide variety of custom-designed baits, accessories, and tools, along with unique utilitarian apparel for all outdoor enthusiasts. As part of their support, you can use code HELLABASS15 to save 15% on all purchases at arsenalfishing.com to support the show. Now let's get back to helping you catch more bass and suck less. All right, what's up, everybody? Hellabass is live. We're late. We're off schedule. We didn't pre-plan it, but we are here. So what's up, guys? I don't know if anybody's in the chat yet, but when you are in the chat, let me know, and uh, we can hang out. We'll talk about bass fishing tonight, give you uh, a recap of what's been going on in my life, and uh, yeah, we'll do that. It'll be good times. So I don't know if anybody's uh, jumping in here. All right, white whale fishing, JM. What's up, guys? Good to see you. Impromptu stream tonight. I was planning to do it. I just didn't schedule it. <clears throat> Been crazy, busy fishing. This was my 11th day slash evening fishing in a row. So I've been on a bit of a bass and bender lately. What's up, Nick? BB Bassin. Doug, what's going on, everybody? Darius, good to see you. Hopefully you're escaping the heat down there. Lots to catch up on. Yeah, I guess I only missed like <clears throat> one stream week last week when I was at the state tournament. And then I streamed and I was off a week. So it's, it's been intermittent lately. So I just want to be like, I'm back. I think I'll be on for several weeks in a row. <clears throat> we'll catch up. Growing solo tonight. No guess. What's up, Leo? And uh, we'll just catch up, answer a bunch of questions. Um, Tyler goes fishing. Hopefully you went fishing. <clears throat> Good question right away. Biggest bass while on the bender? Mm, right at four pounds, give or take, 4.1, 4.2. Borrow <clears throat> <clears throat> your cup at practice. Why do I not remember that? Cup. Hmm. <laughs> yes, Jack Visor Gang is here. What's up, Chuck? Good to see you. <clears throat> yeah, good. People are popping in for an unscheduled evening. That's awesome. <clears throat> catching my breath like i was out fishing the night <clears throat> doing some like media stuff and some photo shoots for arsenal fishing and uh literally just racing from the lake burned through a taco bell drive through got the dogs fed got my microphone camera set up and none of it was set up because i've been gone for so long and uh just rolled in hot <clears throat> to stream tonight <clears throat> i've ever thrown a rat uh, i haven't thrown a rat 
Yeah, but they're interesting. Um, what's up, Ron? Aren't you you're not up at Malax? <clears throat> yeah, Taco Bell was delicious. I got the five dollar chalupa box. The kind of make your own box. <clears throat> it was pretty good. You got a Chalupa Supreme, and then I had the chips and cheese and a crunch. I upgraded to the Dorito Loco Taco, which was delicious. And then I had a free reward in my app and got an extra crunchy taco. So living large tonight um, at Taco Bell. I think my body's used to it, BB Bassing. I like I'm like I Taco Bell doesn't 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 hit me that way. So um <clears throat> Good, old, good evening, Ronald. What's up? So lots of things to talk about. We'll do some tournament recaps. I grabbed some rods out of my boat that I'll show you some of the stuff that's been working for me that you're going to see in upcoming videos. Um, so that's coming up. Yeah, that's cool. Getting back to, to watch some uh, play ball. Um, that's awesome. <laughs> the quesalupa was, was the golden times. What's up, honey? Hope you're enjoying your vacation up at Cass Lake. <clears throat> the dogs are fed. They're happy. They got to run around a little bit. I have been known to hit up Taco John's lately because, like, actually the few of the tournaments I've been to have been kind of on the west side of the cities, and there's not as many Taco Bells out there, but there are some Taco John's. So I've been digging getting the potato olays on the side and then getting a side of that nacho cheese to dip them in. That's been pretty solid. So I definitely agree with that. I don't know if I like their tacos better, but I definitely like their potato olays and the nacho cheese. Have I thrown a flat side lately? I did try the Little John flat side on the river a little bit, and I know some of the people in my club were catching on, but I didn't really catch them. <clears throat> so Taco Bravos. I'm more of a double-decker guy at Taco Bell, but yeah, either way. I'm definitely thinking about it, Ryan, going to the Omnia party for Fighter. I think that's in like 10 days on the 23rd, 24th, something like that. And, uh, yeah, I think it'll work uh, if I can coordinate <clears throat> with my beautiful wife on gymnastics that night, then I can probably stop in for a little bit of that Omnia <clears throat> Seth Fighter celebration. Nice. Looks like Bassmaster Matt's about ready to have – one more day, and then he's going to be hitting the week of fishing. That's awesome. Where are you going? Up north, going to a cabin. Where are you going? <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe I could do custom. Could we have like a Jacob if I come? Could we have a custom visor stand? Like if people buy an Omnia hat and they want me to make them a visor, I'll bring my Arsenal Battle Braid scissors, and we can do custom visors right on the spot. Let me know if you think that's a good idea. And if you're in the chat and you would show up and get a custom visor, let me know. Oh, codfish on a witty at state. Nice. Very cool. Well, if you do, Ryan, make sure you say hi. I'd love to meet you in person. <clears throat> That'd be cool. Nice. Longville Reamer area. That's going to be good. Um, honestly, if you're going up this weekend, I think the Minnesota Bass Teen Trail is going to be on women, woman on Saturday or Sunday. So... That might be cool to watch the weigh-in at women. <clears throat> sorry, woman, uh, since you're going to be in the area. That might, that might be cool. Well, you could wear the visor on cloudy days. Um, 
David, or like me, if you have your Arsenal hoodie, you just put the hoodie up over your visor, and it doesn't matter if you're follically challenged or not. You can still wear a visor. Pro tip. All right. It's approved. We will cut custom visors for anybody that wants at the fighter party. Yes. So Sunday, <clears throat> what day is that? Today's the 11th, 12th, 15th, 14th, 15th. Uh, I'll be the way in probably like 2 o'clock or 3 o'clock way in. Um, I'm not sure where it is. Jack, where is the way in and what time is it? Drop it in the chat. Is it just me or am I rambling? <clears throat> I did get some cool stuff in the mail. Speaking of visors, I did grab a BTL Bass Talk Live Richardson hat. Um, what do you guys think? Does it remain a hat? Or do we make this one a visor? If you are in the chat now, or actually when the replay drops and the video goes up, <clears throat> leave a comment and say like BTL visor or BTL hat or cut it or leave it or let me know and we'll tally it up and then uh, we'll decide what we need to do with this. It's so stuffy and restricting having a full hat on. So I got that. <clears throat> I like how the, the BTL logo looks really good with the arsenal. It ties in nicely. It would be a tall visor compared to the arsenal, but we might, we might give a swing. We might give her the, uh, the battle braid scissors a test but like I said, leave comments after the video. If you're watching the replay, let me know. Hat or visor? It could be like a dress hat for like when I go to weddings, maybe, or something like that. And then I did pick up the AFCO Samurai Sun Hoodie BTL, which just on the front just looks like a regular AFCO Sun Hoodie. Um, but on the back got the big bass talk live and then down one sleeve is afco and then down the other sleeve it's got <clears throat> the bass talk live so that's pretty cool and basically <clears throat> all the profits from the bass talk live sales go to basically support matt pangrak panger on the bassmaster open so sun hoodies good deal <clears throat> and uh supports them yeah, so it looks like Patrick's on the lake, uh, 3 p.m. I'm too lazy to go pick up at Omni most of the time. I usually just wait for next day shipping. Plus, you get more notes that way. <clears throat> I have some bull shads. I haven't thrown them much, and I have not tried the bull shad rod. It does look a little tall, but I'm willing to chance it. Oh, <clears throat> yeah. I would say the 734 Champ XP would be my first choice for swim jigs in that range. <laughs> Or if you like a longer rod, a 764. Depends. Like, are you fishing them deep? Like, because you're fishing heavier weights, are you fishing them deep or are you fishing them more? And, like, are you a braid guy? Are you a fluorocarbon? I need a little more information. But <clears throat> I think a 734C. But that is a little heavier. I think, like, I throw quarters and three eighths. I don't throw a lot of half and three quarter ounce. So 
if you're doing like the heavy Alabama swim jig or like the Steve Candy thing where you're fishing on braid, then maybe like a 735. <clears throat> yeah, awesome. And I think they still have some hats and some decals and sun buffs in the store. So if, if you missed out, there's still some of that in the store and you can still support BTL. Uh, because they're lightweight, breathable shirts, they don't really, they're moisture wicking, so they're not hot. They actually block the sun. They don't keep it in. So it's more about covering up and not oiling myself up with suntan lotion. I actually feel like at the end of the day, I'm less beat by covering up than if I go shirtless or sleeveless in shorts. Um, but... <clears throat> Ooh, gymnastics. Yeah, I feel that. My gymnastics is in Burnsville, though, so <clears throat> it's nowhere close. Uh, the current engine on my boat is a 2005 Mercury EFI 200, not an Opti. Yes, I have two Dobbin 704CB in the non-glass versions. I just prefer the non-grass or the non-glass. I like the graphite <clears throat> versions up where I fish because I fish a lot of grass. And I just like the feel when I'm coming and ripping through grass. Uh, but I basically use my 704 CBs for jerk baits, like 110s and McSticks and Jackal re-ranges and things like that. And then one usually has like a DT6, DT4 type crankbait, flat side, Fritz side. Rapla OG Slim, those type of crankbaits are what I would throw on my 704. And then for like my more like square bills, wider wobble stuff, DT10s, then I go up to the 705 or 735. <clears throat> but before we forget, thanks to Arsenal Fishing for supporting the stream. Um, without them, this isn't as great a stream. They support the show, they support the channel. So if you guys want to check those out, code down below arsenal fishing you can get you know some sun hoodies some headwear some tackle some some scissors some wacky tools there's lots of great things um still using my coalition i do have the coalition but i think i'm about ready to let it go i just got a few new rods and i think somebody will really appreciate having that rod and the camo and uh so i might i might sell that here in the near future <clears throat> but so we talked about the BTL merch. Um, I did get this new thing here. So the Arsenal has what they call their cutter kit, which is kind of cool. They have a, uh, a kit that comes with their three of their scissors in a battalion bag. So you get a storage kit, which once you take them out of there, you're probably not going to use the bag for storing the scissors. You'll probably put soft plastics or crankbaits or things like that. But <clears throat> they have the covert, which is kind of a compact soft handled scissors which is really nice uh, for keeping in your bag uh, it actually is kind of soft so if you step on it it doesn't like hurt your foot um the the battle braid which are scissors which are a little bit beefier they're great for cutting visors or things other than line both of these cut scissors and like cut braid amazing you don't need to put tension on them they just snip it clean this one comes with a sheath if you want to mount it like in a tool shop or on the side of your boat or in a compartment and then you got the little ninja which comes on a a little retractable lanyard. So if you want to like have it tied to your tackle bag or on your loop of your belt or in a compartment, it always like stays attached so you don't lose it. Cause I feel like no matter how many scissors I have in the boat, they float around and I lose them. 
Um, but if I attach this one to something, then I'm always going to have one. So I might end up putting this one on like my tackle bag. Sean Lai is in the house. What's up? So if you're interested in getting a bunch of high-quality scissors to deck out your tackle bags and boxes, check out the cutter kit at Arsenal, and then you can use that code. Um, <clears throat> nice. What, what Riot Baits did you score? I have not tried Riot Baits, but they got some interesting little stuff. Little Boy Wabito, That's those are good lakes for sure. I fished Little Boy a long time ago. Nice. Yeah. Creators are in demand. Fishing with Gramps. <clears throat> All right. Justin says, tournament's coming up for you. Um, installing Panoptics after the butt whip I took in Oahe. Actually, I just got a notification that my Hummingbird 360 finally shipped, so that probably will show up tomorrow. Um, <clears throat> I do. I don't know. So I was planning to go to Florida, and I was going to miss the tournament for the TBF team trail, but we might not go there, so I have that tournament. There is a tournament on Big Stone I'm interested in. There's this TBF semis on Sturgeon Bay. So there's a few things, but I got a little bit of a break here for a few weeks anyways. So unless I find some opens or some things to uh, jump in. Yeah, I've warrantied several Dobbins rods that I have broke because of stupid stuff that I've done. <clears throat> um, it is a quick process. You just... Yeah, cut that six-inch section out, like you said, right right above the grip, and then just make sure you get right up there to the model number, so that six to eight-inch section. Drop it in a padded envelope. There is a section on the website where it gives you the warranty address, which is basically their normal address in Texas, and you just put warranty department on it. Uh, maybe drop a note in there um, with your contact info so they can call you back. And then, uh, yeah, they'll probably call you in a few days um, to get payment information for the warranty. Um, that's assuming that you broke it. If you really feel strongly that it was a defect, which does happen with every rod manufacturer, you can send the whole rod in, let them inspect it. And then if they uh, agree with you, they will replace it no charge. But assuming that, you know, it's something you dinged or stepped on or whatever, you know, um, then you just cut the six inches and then you pay the replacement fee. So would I consider buying a 2000 Mercury XR6 150 for an O3 Triton boat? Yeah. I mean, it really depends on what, where you are in your like journey. Um, but yeah, I mean, assuming that O3 Triton boat is rated for a 150 and it's not underpowered, the old XR6 motors were really reliable you know, motors and, and tough. So, I mean, if, you know, it's always nice to smell a little two stroke in the morning. Um, <clears throat> I mean, obviously they're going to use more gas and use more oil, but if you can get the right deal on it and it makes sense for the boat, then sure. I mean, I think a rebuilt with 20 hours on, it's probably going to last a long time. Um, but you know, it, it really depends on the boat and the situation and what your plans are. <clears throat> now, if I was, was I go, would I go fish the Bassmaster opens with that and depend on it? Probably not. But if I'm fishing little lakes around the house and local stuff, then yeah, that, and I'm just trying to get fishing and get into a bass boat, then it totally would make sense. Yeah. It's a sweet deal. Um, and plus you can use the code. So that's cool. What's up, Stephanie. Good to see you on here. Um, I think it's like the South Dakota TBF open. I think I saw a flyer. It's like the October 1st and 2nd or something like that. 
if it's not already full, I think it's like limited to 40 boats. What's up, Thomas? Yeah, I'm not familiar with that marina. Um, oh, Vigilante and Baton Worms from Ryan. Cool. Yeah, I think a 185 with a 150, that makes a lot of sense. So as long as you get it for fair value, I think it's uh, it's a reasonable thing to, to pair up. Uh, the Champ 744, sweet. I am really loving it. I haven't got on a huge flipping bite since I got it, but <clears throat> I love the way the rod fishes, the balance, how it feels. Interesting story. So I was fishing second day of the state tournament um, with a kid named George from West Central Bassmaster. He lives out in Spicer on Green Lake. And he only brought like three rods because he got there late. <clears throat> and we got in an area and I was like, do you want something to flip with? And I just like, here, you can you can use my rod. And he's like flipping. He's like, like this is this is pretty nice. He's like, how much is this? Is this like $350? I was like, no, it's like $250, $260. And he's like, man, this this feels good. And like after fishing with it for a few hours, <clears throat> he uh he commented on my video Monday night. He's like, I had to buy one as soon as I got done. So um definitely loving this rod and i would say up to this point now this is still early but i would say my dx my hp 745s are my favorite rods but this feels like it's really close and i don't know for the money i don't know that it's worth it to go up to the champion extreme over this i don't know more testing but i that might be a take that i have after fishing it a little more that i might actually like downgrade and save some money and go to the 744 jig special what's up austin good to see you here bows in the house nice is it full already justin <laughs> i didn't realize you had to be a south dakota member i thought you could just be a tbf member so maybe i misread the, the flyer <clears throat> yeah the slx xt is a great reel super impressed like if you're looking at those $100 reels, I think totally worth it, 30 extra bucks to get the XT. Like, it feels way more solid, so much more smooth. For that 30 bucks, it just feels like such a, a, a solid reel. Like, I would put the SLX XT up to about anything in that 100 to $150 range. So the Extreme HP 744 is an amazing rod, but this Champ 744 fishes more like the 745. The jig special rod has a lot faster action, a lot more backbone. So really the champ 744 compares more directly to the 745 HP. So the 744 extreme compares closer to the 734 XP HP. But yeah, so both a little slower action on the on that. <clears throat> we have not broke down state yet, Chad. You are we haven't. We've, we've basically just been catching up in general. Um, Gaff, good to see you made it home. What's up, Chris? What's up, William Jackson? Hella bizzle. I like it. It's got a nice ring to it. Yeah, Bono, that is the jig rod special that I dropped my video on Monday about. Yeah, we might chest out that rod tomorrow night. More flipping bite. So I'm going to jump in the boat with Jack tomorrow night, I think, and uh, see if we can get on that flipping bite. Um, 30 frog in it. Um, for my tactical frog in, I use the 
Sierra 735. The Fury is a great rod too. It really depends on, you know, your budget and what you want. But like, I don't think you need a super sensitive rod for frogging. So um, the Cadence 745 might be a nice option. I haven't fished it myself, but definitely the Cadence are super hard to get. So don't get rid of your Fury until you can get a, your hands on a Cadence because they're hard to get. Um, and then for my long distance frogging, I usually use the uh, Champ Extreme 746 or 795. Nice. Catching them in West Kentucky. Nice. I did see Ike won a kayak tournament. So now he can he qualified for the the national championship that weighs in next year at the same time as Hartwell. So what if Ike wins the last Northern Open on uh Thousand Islands and then he would be in the classic at Hartwell and also qualified for the kayak national championship. At the same time, obviously, I think it would be a pretty easy choice to fish the Hartwell Classic. But DC reels are nice, um, especially if you're new to baitcasters and or you're throwing really light baits that are hard to throw in the wind, for sure. What's up, Johnny? Yeah, so the Champ XP744 absolutely is a good flipping rod. Uh, it's much more and more powerful than the HP744. <clears throat> good reminder, Don. Thanks, that. Yes, thumbs up. Appreciate it. Um, yeah, my 785 is my distance frog and rod. So if I'm in like big rice mats, big duckweed pad fields, I like that. Um, I use the 735 more when I'm skipping my frogs around docks and overhanging trees and cut banks and stuff like that. Jay Beffa in the house. What's going on, Jay? I have not held the Caden 745, so I would have to defer to Gaff. Uh, he says it may be just a touch softer. <clears throat> Um, so, but that's personal preference. Actually, I fished the Sierra and that's a little bit softer. So yeah, uh, I think I know the champ 735 and 736 are awesome frog rods. Um, from my understanding, Sean, boom, boom did not leave Dobbins. It's just that <laughs> from what, uh, what, uh, Gary said in our, in our group, is that basically he'll never make another green rod. So I think cosmetically, the green boom-boom rods were not well-received. That's the take. That's what I heard. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, that'd be cool. I don't know that it's physically possible to pull both events off, but uh, yeah, so full open... 33 or 34, so there's only like five or six spots left. I better get on it. 7.644 versus flip special. The 7.44 is a much lighter, I feel like more balanced rod. You'll be a lot less fatigued flipping with a 7.44. If you're flipping like one to one and a half ounce, like trying to pull monsters out of like bushes on Falcon or Okeechobee, probably 7.65, but... If this is your average pad, milfoil, up to an ounce stuff, I'd go 744. Yeah, cool. I Awesome turnout tonight. This is amazing. There's this many people on a... Must be not much going on streaming. <clears throat> the Dobbins skipping rod. I think that's the 610-4. I have not thrown it. I like a 7-footer or longer. I know a lot of people like a shorter rod for skipping, so... I throw a 705 for docks 
Yes. <clears throat> 746 is a good frog rod as well. If, if you have that kind of budget. I mean, if you're like a dedicated hardcore frogger, it's worth it. Uh, but that's a lot of money for a frog rod if you're not. <clears throat> yeah, I missed another cut. Uh, no chances. My best chance is that like I'm still hoping somebody drops out for this lacrosse divisional, but time is against me for that. I guess my next best chance is to go fish the TBF semis on Sturgeon Bay at the end of September <clears throat> and go the TBF route. Yeah, if you like green rods, uh, they're having an amazing sale uh, on Boom Boom rods right now, which are basically Champion XP Dobbins that are green rods. They're basically cosmetically Boom Boom, but uh, the guts and design and everything is a champion. And I think they are... Like 169 bucks. I was just gonna look for the post on the community page here. And I think they're all up to date on the website. You can just go on there. I think the prices reflect that. You can order them. I don't see the post. This is great streaming. Me strolling through a Facebook page. But yeah, if if you want a good deal, yeah, I see that. Uh, and then you can get the frog series, right? White whale, you were asking. That would be there's a 736 boom boom frog rod, and I think you can get that for like 170 bucks through the Dobbins website, which would be a steal and be an amazing frog rod. <clears throat> so there is that. I can't find the post. This is super irritating. <laughs> I don't know. Too many posts on this website. All right. Uh, any news on the DRX725? Other than that, I want one, but haven't got one yet. But I don't know if, what other news there would be. Winning bait at the TOC. I believe Kenny posted a picture on Facebook that he was just fishing a jig. Uh, the new Dow Coastal Reel has been all I wanted and a whole lot more for Froggin. Love it. I would 100% recommend that Dial Coastal for a frog reel. It's amazing. Not that I'm aware of, but he might use six gill reels, I think. That could be why, but I'm not sure. Nice. Well, cheers to you, Matt. Yeah, I need to fish some of the Sobe models. Yeah, it's one sixty nine ninety nine. So you're getting a two. You're basically getting a hundred dollars off a Champ rod if you're okay with the green. Yep. Favorite tactic to find big fish in the summer in the Mississippi. If you want, I don't know. So if we're, I think flipping is the best big fish tactic. Like, you're not necessarily going to catch as many fish, but I think to get, like, a four or five pounder, I think flipping is the way to go. Um, maybe topwater <clears throat> um, for smallies, but for largemouth, I would say flipping. I mean, frogs are good. You catch a lot of two to three, three-and-a-half pounders, but I don't feel like you catch a lot of giants on frogs. So I think flipping, whether it's trees, 
mats, pads. I think that's how you get the really big ones. Yeah, I don't know what the timeline is for restock. I didn't realize they were out. I have not fished, fished a lake. I don't have live sonar. And I have not fished with anybody on a lake with a lot of weeds that has it. So I really can't speak to that. <clears throat> um, I have been fishing Dobbins rods for probably 10 years or more. I used to use Loomis. And um, I had bought all those Loomis myself. And I still buy all my own Dobbins rods. But basically, I had uh, some rods break, and I sent them in that were relatively new, and I don't felt like there was anything negligent on my point. And I sent them in, and they basically told me to get lost and wanted me to just buy a new rod. There was no warranty. So that turned me off at the time for Loomis and Shimano, and uh, I went all in on Dobbins at that point um, and haven't looked back since. Been really happy with their rods. Cool. What else? So let's talk about tournaments. Um, all right. So rewind, rewind. Green Lake, TBF State Tournament. Uh, the video is about half done. It'll be up hopefully Friday. I only had a day and a quarter of practice on a lake that's known for smallies. And uh, I decided I was going to go shallow to try to look for bigger fish shallow i figured on a short practice i really wasn't going to outlearn the lake for people that had fished a lot the first night of practice i got three bat three smallies on a fluke that probably would have weighed 10 and a half pounds that pretty much locked me into that i went all in it all day with uh my practice and that backfired in the tournament i had found one largey spot with grass that i flipped for a limit each day um and basically i was flipping these 1099 big bait tubes so it's green pumpkin on one side black and blue on the other great color anywhere you go um and i was flipping that on a half ounce weight texas rig much like this one here this one's a three-quarter but basically rigged like this i wasn't fishing on this rod i was fishing on my i didn't have this rod yet um but basically that with a ring dwg um You'll see in the video, that's how I caught almost all my fish on Green Lake. This is an Arsenal Assault bug we were flipping tonight. But the tube craw is what got it done. Half-ounce weights, 20-pound fluorocarbon, jacked them in the boat. Um, yeah, it's hard to beat the craw tube around grass. Omni Fishing has a bunch of these uh, in bulk packs. So if you like craw tubes uh, or if you like flip grass and looking for another bait, this is a really good option. Um, so that was TBF. I basically I caught him in practice on a fluke, but in the tournament all I caught was largies. It was kind of a bit of a bust. Uh, basically, because I only practiced shallow, I didn't really have anything deep to fall back on, so I was kind of stuck. <clears throat> um, so that's how that went down, and that was embarrassingly bad tournament. I finished in the bottom five, which I don't know the last time I fished statistically in the bottom 10% of a tournament field. At least five years. It was... I was so angry after that. Um, so frustrating. So, but I feel like 
I, I went in with the mentality and stuck to something that probably could have won had things went differently if the weather didn't change or they would have stayed shallow. But at the flip side, it was a good way to bomb a tournament too. So um, I did do a big stone recap. It's probably been out close to a month now. It's uh, let's see here. Yeah, I'll show it to you here real quick. Uh, right here. So I did two videos, practice video, Land of the Giants, me hanging out with Dan from Arsenal Fishing. We fished that. They're good vids. I think you'll like them. Uh, check them out. So both of those videos are on the channel about a month ago. So there you go, AP Fishing. Um, yeah, it was. Yes, Brian, it was good to see you. Your uh, red and black phoenix is super sharp. You got a great looking boat there uh, that you picked up from Intune Marine. So it was cool to meet you. Yes, 1099, aka Tramp Stamp, if your uh, Reaction Innovations is the greatest color. Tournament this Sunday on Pokegum, looking for big fish. Um, don't sleep. On a 110 or 135 bone colored whopper plopper for big fish, both smallies and largemouth on Bokegama. When do I choose a craw tube instead of a jig? Um, two reasons. One, if my jig's not coming through clean, if for whatever reason the grass isn't super crisp and it's clingy and like hanging up, I'll go with a craw tube or a Texas rig. Could be a could be an assault bug, right? Um, basically, you know, could be a crop tube, could be a lot of things. Could be a D bomb, could be this assault bug, which is kind of a nice, unique shape, right? Slender profile, got some flapping going on, comes through the grass pretty good. Uh, but yeah, that's one reason. Or if they're just looking for something a little more, sometimes when the fish are just a little neutral, they don't eat the jig as well. Um, but on the flip side, when the fish are eating it and the grass is crisp, I'll fish the jig all day because it gets a good bite, gets a big bite, it catches a lot of fish. And the the efficiency of having that trailer up on that jig, especially with the screw lock version on like the Bass Tech Tungsten, that I can just like flip. You catch one, you get it in the boat, you unhook it, put it in live oil, let it go, and like you're, everything's ready, you just flip back in. Like craw tubes, D-bombs, things like that, you're constantly fixing the Texas rig, re-rigging it, getting new worms. So when the bite's a little tougher or the grass is not super friendly, uh, Texas rig, if the bite's on and you can get away with it, jigs all day. I don't know that I've re-rigged a Carolina rig, but I could see why it w- I could see where it being good. Yeah, I mean, like, I've Carolina rigged a ring fry, which wouldn't be terribly different. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, is Darius still in the chat? Because Darius goes up to St. Clair every now and then. He might be able to help you out. So, um, <clears throat> Or somebody else in the chat uh, about St. Clair. But I'm not, not up on my guides. 
Methylate, best color ever. I can't say that I've caught many fish on. I've caught way more fish on motor oil than methylate. Vegas Pro 18. Lots of goodies. I'm not sure what that is. What is a Vegas Pro 18? Believe it or not, Gabe, I was on the lake where you and I fished, and we struggled to catch five fish tonight. <laughs> it was not good. It was stingy. Um, nice. BFE is a good bait for sure. That's a, that's a good way to put it. That's what I was kind of saying. Nice, David. Glad you got yourself some uh, cutter kit. I think you'll enjoy it. For those that didn't see that earlier, the Arsenal Fishing's got a new cutter kit with three different scissors for your boat or your tackle bag in uh, a nice, friendly kit and uh, a bag to keep soft plastics and other things in. So pretty good deal. Yeah. Glad to help you with the uh, the license situation and good luck in lacrosse, and hopefully sometime I get to see you here. How did I approach Cronus for the TBF? We'll get to that in a minute. Yeah, did he get a Vexus? Maybe that's what he was saying instead of Vegas. Yeah, that's cool. You were up – actually, you were up uh, Reamer, Longville area where uh, Matt's going – um and where the it sounds like you had a good time up there yeah what'd you think of omnia did you did you get anything did you buy anything when you were there ah editing software i'm still stuck on davinci so yeah but we'll now jump into the toc so toc was all last week practice saturday sunday monday tuesday off day wednesday i went to pool 5a for fun and tournament was thursday friday and uh, so I got boat draw number one. Um, in practice, I spent very little time. I spent like two or three hours on Lake Pepin. I spent two and a half days fishing pool five and like a day and a half fishing pool four of the river. Um, and I was really committed to going down to five until I drew boat number one. And there was one spot that I had some really good fish on it on Pepin. But I didn't spend a lot of time practicing up there, so I didn't have a lot of backup. But I took the chance. I ran up there, and I got there before anybody else. But about 30 seconds after I sat down, another boat sat down, and then five more boats behind them. There was six or seven boats that tried to start on this big point. Um, none of us caught them. I caught a big pike. I caught a giant drum. Like, wait till you see the video of this. This drum... Honest to goodness, you'll see the picture. I wasn't holding it out, but I had it like this, and it was this wide. It was way wider than my shoulders, and it was about that deep. I'm guessing 16 to 20 pounds or more. Biggest drum I've ever seen. It had a chatterbait stuck in its throat. I could put my whole hand in the drum's mouth and get a hold of the chatterbait. That's how big it was. It was crazy. But basically no fish on that. I ran a couple other spots. Finally got on a sand drop, and that's where the this bait comes in for the state tournament. Um, day one, I got a limit throwing a bone-colored vixen. Um, and this is an OG one. I think the newer ones are still pretty good. You can get the paycheck repo mans as well, which are hard to find as well. But this bait was dominant. It got me a quick limit. Uh, my co was throwing uh, a Sarah Spook Jr. He missed one fish, and I caught a limit. 
uh, and it wasn't like I was back. We were just going back and forth on a sand drop. Um, as far as I'm concerned, on the Mississippi River, bone is about the only color you need for both largemouth and smallmouth. Um, depending on the bait and where you were on the river, the big one wasn't always the choice, but I was fishing for fish that were chasing shad, and so the bigger vixen was working well. If you were got on wing dams, and things like that where they were chasing like little pin minnows or other parts of the lake where the shad were really small, then a popper or a smaller vixen or the very legal or a small zero spook would work better. But in the areas I were at where they were chasing normal size shad, this was the deal. Um, so I kind of limit, I bailed on the lake. I probably should have stayed there. I went and fished my stuff on four, upgraded like one or two times, caught like 11 and a half pounds. It wasn't a great day. It wasn't a terrible day. A um, couple things I do on this Vixen. Um, I like, so I fish it on, I guess normally it would be a 703 or a 733. This one's a 704 because I broke a rod last week. But seven foot rod, uh, medium to medium heavy. I like something with a decently soft tip. Um, high speed reel. So I got this on like a Tatula uh seven to one i throw 40 pound mainline braid to a like super short like like this is like maybe eight inches of floral or monofilament leader for this big bait and that short of a leader it doesn't matter what you do floral or mono um, if you go down to the poppers and the smaller walking baits you're going to want to go mono because that little bit will drag the bait down and screw up how it works but this is a big enough bait it doesn't matter I like braid because I can cast it further. And then when a fish hits it, all I have to do is just kind of lean into them and pull. And if the fish misses it, the bait just pops right back up and they can come and hit it again. Um, and then as far as you just have to be careful when you're playing them, you can't horse them super hard. When you get close to the boat, you just got to be careful. Um, if you use a soft, a rod of the softer tip, I don't lose a lot of fish on top water, but I hook them very well. I feel like when I fished mono on top waters, two things would happen. Either on a long cast, I would set the hook, there'd be too much stretch and I wouldn't get the hook into them and they'd pop off or they'd miss the bait and because, or they would just kind of pull it down and I'd set super hard, the bait would come flying out of the water, out of the strike zone. I'm super sold on straight braid. It may not work for you, but it works great for me. Um, and then this is really just to keep the hooks from tangling. This short leader, a little bit shock absorption, a little bit visibility, but more it's so when this hook, sometimes when you're walking it really hard, it comes up and like hits this with straight braids. Sometimes that point, that hook will go right through the braids and creates a mess and creates inefficiencies of retying and things like that. Um, I like a, this doesn't have much left, but I like a red hook on the front for top waters. Um, it's feel like they hit the front of the bait better. I hook them better. Uh, on the back treble feather, I actually put double spurt rings. So it hangs a little lower. And if they just get that one last hook, they have less leverage. So those are some of the mods I do to Vixens. Um, but yeah, got a really nice limit. But where it really shined was on day two. Um, went to the spot I should have started on day one. Uh, it was an upward facing island point with a sand drop and wood on it. And I probably caught 10 keepers to my Coe's zero when he was fishing a Berkeley Jaywalker of the same color. Yeah, you won't convince me that a Vixen is not a great topwater. So um, this was, I know they're hard to get. Um, the new ones, sometimes Tackle Trap and other places get them in. Uh, I think they're worth 
the the time and effort and money to get them. All right, let's catch up on a few questions. Um, seven thirty-five for flipping setup, or a seven forty-four jig special. Both good rods, depending on what series we're talking about, Owen. Um, I don't know. I haven't talked to Seth. I know he's been busy. I think he's got a hunting trip. I know he's going to be on Bale Tail next week. Um, I don't know how many interviews that Seth does outside of a few major ones, but I would love to have him on if he's interested. Maybe Jacob could uh, plant a seed for me. Uh, I have no idea what Topaz Labs is, but I do know DaVinci Resolve is free, and that's what I use. No guests tonight. Sure, I can send you a link if you want to talk TOC, Bart. I can do that. Uh, I'll send you a link via Facebook, and you can join in. Uh, let's see. Uh, uh, all right, we'll see if Bart joins in later. Um. Got a couple things, bulk pack craw tubes. Got to hold a Kage. Yeah, it's kind of neat. When you go into Omnia, they have like little computer monitors and you can fill out your order and then basically they'll just pick it for you and bring it out. Um, yeah, bone spook on sandbars. So, I mean, definitely a spook. Uh, I know a shower blow played for a lot of people, but... I am, and I love a shower blow. There's basically three top waters that I throw. One is a vixen, well, regular vixen, barely go vixen. Number two is a bone colored yellow magic popper. And number three is a shower blow. I do plan, I haven't registered yet, but I, I got the official invite. So at this point, I am planning to come fish Sturgeon Bay uh, at the end of September. So uh, I know it can be tough that time of year, but it's a bucket list lake. I've never been there before, so uh, I'm willing to give it a whirl, and it should be fun. Yeah, so what I'm talking about is only a really short, like less than 10 inches of floral, um, and it's got to be a bigger top water. For the smaller top waters, the floral definitely messes it up. So like... My barely legal vixen and my popper, I definitely got to go mono or it messes up uh, the way they walk. Rod for vixen. Um, I would go like a 733 or a 703 um, would be my preferred rod for the vixens. We we don't we don't hold back here, Gaff. We give it all up. Um, depends where I'm at. What size of the bait fish? They're both good baits. The one ten and the one thirty. Yep. the The one knocker tackle is a good one as well. Uh, from everything I've heard, it's the same bait. I have not tried. Are you talking about the new seventy seven? I have not got any of those yet. I saw those on the Baitman channel. Yeah, those are good baits. I just have so much confidence in those three that I, and I've got plenty of them in my tackle box. There's really no need. Uh, 
Getting married, Sean? When are you getting married? So you need you need all the YouTubers to return the donations that you send every week, and then uh, you can pay for the wedding and the honeymoon. <laughs> you should do a live stream from the wedding. I'll I'll, I'll join in. Oops, sorry about that. Yeah. Yeah, try throwing a mono leader with braid. See what you think, Bono. Yeah, that's the thing is they're hard to get. What's up, Bart? What's up? Uh, yes. How are you? Not too bad. I've been like on a bender. Like I said earlier, like this was my 11th day fishing in a row, and I think tomorrow's going to be my 12th. That's a good bender. <laughs> I should be it's getting been, ready for a woman right now, but I'm not. <laughs> it's been good from a quantity standpoint. I've been a little off on my game from a quality standpoint. It's been tough around here, man. I'm trying to catch up on the chat. You're good. Uh, all right. Bulldog love, blah, blah, blah. So, Bart, top water worked for you at state. Yeah, it did. I saw you talking about that Vixen, and I was just like, oh, God, we ran into some of the same, same type of stuff. Um, yeah, day two was definitely way better. I mean, day one, it was gas until like 11 o'clock, I think. Um, so didn't really work that well. I don't think I caught a fish on topwater day one, to be honest. Well, I, ca I caught my limit on the lake on a sand drop, and it was actually pretty good chop. And I think that's where, I, don't, I mean, like, I don't know if you fished a Vixen, but they're pretty loud. And I think that's yeah. why I was able to call them up. Um, I tried a jerkbait there. I tried a fluke. I tried a Minnesota rig. I tried a flat side. That was the only thing I could get them to eat. I was throwing a shower blow. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's good bait. Yeah, it really is. But, yeah, I think, I mean, day two, man, they ate topwater till like 2 o'clock. And they were all about it. Um, yeah. So that was that was fun, and that was kind of. I mean, I was looking at those conditions with it clouds and haze and dead calm. And I told I had Gaff run in with me, and I told him, I was like, I'm putting a topwater rod in my hand probably for 99% of the day today, and we're gonna go see what we can do. Yeah, I started the day with a limit and cold several times in the first spot, like just. But I was telling him earlier, like, there was a the, the guy behind me was throwing a jaywalker and he couldn't buy a bite. Yeah, yeah. Gaffron was throwing a spook behind me, and I was getting considerably more bites than him with a shower blow. Um, spook Junior, right? Yeah, I think it's I think it's something to be said. I don't know how that vixen works because I haven't thrown a lot of them. The only thing I've really gotten to with a like a shower blow on the river specifically, um, compared to other places, is just I think those river fish get so excited when they see a top water and like if you have a spook or you know the berkeley one or what whatever it is those walking baits move so fast forward that they miss it like mm -hmm. a lot um so if you can have one that more of rather than a v it's more of almost like back and forth in yep. the same spot they just get it way better um i think that's just what happens but yeah that was fun. Um, I see that comment from Craig. Uh, kind <laughs> of. Um, I honestly, I'd like my boat. 
um, I would get to a sand drop. So like I was looking for the steepest sand drops possible. Like I got basically zero practice. I'm familiar with four and five, but I would just run around and get to the absolute steepest drop I possibly could, which on the river is like one to four feet. Um, and I would put my, that's why 360 was really nice to be honest. I'd bought my boat like right up to the edge of that sand drop and I wasn't fishing the actual drop. I was throwing as far as I humanly could up on top of the sand. Um, so yes, I was kind of fishing sand drops, but it was more of sand flats. Um, and like, if you didn't get bit, there's so much sand grass and stuff out there right now. Like you'd have to reel your bait in, take the grass off, chuck it back up. But, uh, yeah, that's, that's mainly what I was doing. I did find after I got my, I got, I had about 14 and a quarter in my live well at, probably 11 on day one. And uh, so I just went fishing because I knew two of the spots I had had some really big fish on them. And I just didn't want to mess them up day one because I there was nobody there. I was so by myself. I just didn't want to mess them up. Um, so I just went fishing and I ended up, I went by this grass line on literally the main river that had tons of shad on it when i went by it in practice i could see them rippling and uh, i just went there and i started fishing and i got to one little section of it um and you could throw anything into there a swim jig a spinner bait a, i caught like two on a spinner bait to start but then they stopped eating that but you could throw anything you wanted to in there but they would only eat a fluke and i sat power pole down there for two hours and I think I caught at one point, I'd like counted up to like 24 fish in 24 casts. It was unbelievable how many fish were on this little grass point, just snapping a fluke back, largies and smallies. It was, it was a lot of fun. I think Dagus pulled up to me about an hour into that one. It was a lot of fun. Nice. Yeah. That's, that's the cool thing about the river is like, you can find groups of fish on lakes but you can find megawads of fish so much better on rivers. Like it's, oh, it's crazy. Like, and they're ready to eat all of them sometimes, but yeah, when they are, they really are. Yeah. Like, when they're ready to go, they are like ready to go. I went to five a on Wednesday for a little bit in the morning, you know, I was fishing some, some wing dams that were covering grass because the water was even lower over there. Really? <clears throat> and, uh, I I had I made a really short pitch to this little grass clump on this like sand drop wing dam. They couldn't have been ten feet, and I like started moving my yellow magic, and they just started coming up, boom, boom. boom. I mean, they were rapid fire, like two and a half pound largemouth, one right after another, just hitting it, and they they were just you know because it was so close to the boat, they weren't like really really committing to it, yeah. but they were just like deesh, deesh, deesh. and then finally one just came up and just choked it, and like, but it was like I wish I had my chesty on because it was like just mayhem like literally five feet from my boat i couldn't like barely like twitch the topper you know because it was almost hitting the boat and it was just like man it was nuts yeah i think gaffron and i probably saw the coolest thing i've ever seen on the river on day two um it was like probably about noon we'd pulled up to us 
one of the really good spots I had where I didn't fish day one and we were just looking around for them because they just, they moved so much, um, especially on sand, but we're moving around and all of a sudden, like off in the distance, I could see like one solo shad, you know, doing the over the water and I see just, you know, three pound smolly just chasing them like back out of the water. And I kick my trolling motor up as high as I can, basically get to the point where my trolling motor is burying in sand. I put my put my poles down and uh, looked at Gaff, and I was like, man, this isn't going to get wild, I think. And I cast it up there and just twitch, 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 and it smashed it. And the moment I set the hook on that fish, that whole sand flat, like, I mean, I'm talking probably probably an area 25 by 25 yards went to like looking like a hot tub that's the only way i can explain it just churning water everywhere in a foot of water and we saw all of a sudden just shad blowing up everywhere and I, we could probably count eight to 14 smallmouth just chasing them and uh it was literally the coolest thing i've ever seen and for the next hour and a half two hours we sat there and like they'd fire up for like 30 seconds and then they'd die back down and we keep catching fish, but every time they'd fire back up, we'd get a big one or two. And it was, it was just insane. Like it was, there's no other way to say than it was completely ludicrously insane. Like we were on the spot at the time, like yeah. they were just eating. Yeah. My, my starting spot on day two, which should have been my starting spot on day one in practice was like that. <clears throat> like it was like, they were just, and I had a couple of our high school co's and they were just like, this is amazing. And I was on a yellow magic with like the, you know, they come with those little red plastic hook covers yeah. and they were just like, literally like, dude, this was like, boom. And like pulling it down and it would like float back up. And then it'd be like, boom. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, <laughs> They're just like, Oh, that's another big one. That's another big one. Like it was fun. Yeah, dude, it was, it was so cool. Like I looked at Gaff and I was like, I feel like we're like in the earth movie right now. And you weren't like filming national geographic. Like we both said, cause we're both cameramen. I was like, man, if I did like, I'm happy I'm fishing state right now. And this is happening. It's fun to be fishing a tournament. But like if I had a long lens and a camera right now, like this would be pretty sick. Like this is something you see that people don't believe. And then they see it and they're like, oh my God. Other than the river, how do you catch smallies in less than three foot of water visibility? Uh, chatterbaits are good. Uh, white chartreuse chatterbait. Um, swim jigs, tubes. There's a lot of options. I think it's basically the same things you would use in um, clear water, except you just change your colors. Yeah. Like dye, tail, chartreuse, stuff like that. They're such sight feeders. They still, they'll go find it. What is, I'd like to say, I didn't really pay attention to the water temp on the, was it right around high 70s? Yeah, I think day two by the end, it was about 80 again, but it was yeah. high 70s, low 80s. Yeah. It's cooler than it was like two or three weeks ago in Turney Tuesday. We yeah. went out and it was 87. I was like, what on earth is going on here? Yeah. I mean, like, so last summer, I fished vermilion and most of my smallies came in less than five feet of water. And I pretty much caught them all on a stupid tube, green pumpkin and a white and chartreuse chatterbait. Yeah. 
I think it's a little different between tannic compared to just like dirty water too. Sure. Yeah. I like a seven to one for my chatterbait. How about you, Bart? Yeah. I think I have it on a six three right now, but I'd rather have it on a seven one. Oh, my co George, what's up? He was there to uh to witness the Vixen thrashing on the <laughs> He did get me at the end, though, because, like, we come back at, like, 2 o'clock to fish the spot one more time before we lock. And he's like, if you catch one more on a Vixen, I'm definitely ordering one tonight. And so I was like, oh, I got to throw the Vixen now. And then he, he smoked a three-pounder on a stupid tube behind me. <laughs> <laughs> he baited me in. <clears throat> he got you. Um, but, he, George, we were talking about you earlier. We were showing off the uh, the 744 jig special rod, which uh, – when I dropped my video review, you said that you ordered one like that night or the next day. Have you fished this one, Bart? Yeah, I thought I saw you do the review, and I was actually knowing how much you throw a jig, I was actually shocked how long it took for me to see that video because I have, I think I have four of them. Um, that's my most universal rod in general. Like, not even just flipping a jig or a Texas rig. Like, I'll throw a worm on it. I'll yeah. throw a football jig on it. I'll throw a Carolina rig on it. I throw that's my hair rod, like big hair jig. Oh, <laughs> like, like oh, preacher jig. Uh, yeah, like, not small hair, like <laughs> big hair. Um, that rod can do like anything. It is yeah. an awesome rod. So what I was saying is it it really compares to my HP seven forty five. Okay. And that's what I like. I like my HP 745s. I throw football jigs. I flip jigs. I flip beavers. I throw Carolina, like all that same stuff. But like this does all that for like a hundred dollars less. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I always thought it was pretty good. Like the tip is really comparable to like that champion 735, but it just feels a little more stout. And it's balanced. Yeah. I mean, all Dobbins Roger, but this one is like. It's so mint. It's just. Yeah, if ever, anyone ever looks at me and they're like, what Dobbin should I get to start? I'm like, get a 744 because you will throw everything on it. Yeah. Uh, me, I like a graphite. Uh, lately, I've been throwing a 734 Sierra for my chatterbaits. Um, and the 734 has got a, a softer action to it, but the Sierra has even a slower action, which is yeah. really good for chatterbaits. So, like... I know a lot of people swear by the Champion 736 CB uh, glass rods, but I'm not about the glass life, and I like to feel stuff. And do I really need a $270 rod through a chatterbait <laughs> when I can get by with a $170 savvy that uh, I think does a great job? So I don't know. Are you a... I throw the 736 CB. Yeah. I love it. I think it's, I think it's the best chatterbait rod I've ever used, but... I can understand that. I throw a Sierra 734 for my swim jigs. Mm-hmm. Same type of reason. Yeah, where I use the Champ 734 for swim jigs because I like just a slightly faster action. But yeah, um, fishing attorney on Tonka. Any ideas? I'll let Bart answer that. I have no idea. <laughs> and I don't know. Weights were pretty low for the Denny's compared to this time of year. Throw a Nico rig. <laughs> yeah, Neko rig will be really good. Um, or even, I mean, dude, that hair gets bit out there. Like it does. That hair jig is awesome. But, like the, uh, the chicken. The yeah, if, yeah. 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 I don't throw the chicken specifically. Pinkala ties all mine. Right. But, uh, 
yeah, big white hair jig, chicken jig, whatever, whatever ledge jig you want to call it. But um, if you don't have faith in that, it's tough to go wrong with a jig worm or a neko. She's got to find coontail that's still alive. I'm just waiting for the Googans to come out with a rooster jig. Yeah. <laughs> so, so Connor will, can lose his mind. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> It'll happen. Um, what's going to happen next week for the title and the cross? They're going to catch them a lot. Of, based on the Mississippi River, they're going to catch them a lot of different ways. Yeah, I think You're so. going to see I, people catching them out of eelgrass. You're going to see people catching them flipping wood. You're going to see frogs. You're going to see sand drops. You're going to see current points. It's going to be a lot of stuff going on. I think it's one thing that I don't really think is going to be going on is a frog bite, which is what people are pretty used to. Like, there will be some, but it like, will, that's what I'm saying. It's not going to be dominant. There's just the not frog. like, there's not a lot of water. You can't get to the frog stuff. That's kind of part of the problem right now. Um, it, I don't think you'll see it play as much. That's where I think you're right with like, you're going to see a lot of different stuff play. I mean, people will catch them on a frog, but this isn't going to look like the Todd Faircloth lacrosse yes. win of 2015 or whatever. It's not going to be like, where everybody goes out with a frog and a punching rod on their front deck and they go do that. Um, I think it'll be interesting. We should see, I mean, from what I thought when we were there in state, I thought the river was fishing really good. And then I saw Wyatt fished, uh, I think it was a Wednesday or Tuesday night or something down on 5 cool. the other day. Yeah. And they caught dang near 20 pounds for five. So, like, the river's fishing really good. I think we're going to kind of see what the health and state of Pool 8 is right now. I know people have been a little bit worried. Um, I think there's still plenty of fish, but. It's it's be, tougher down there. It just gets so much more pressure. Like Yeah. It's, it's still good, but it's not. The fish have gotten smarter, just like Tonka, right? It's the same kind of yeah. thing. It's still a world-class fishery, but then fish are just getting harder to catch. Yeah, so I think you'll see that. But, yeah, you're going to see a lot more things play. You're gonna, I really think you're going to see a lot of topwater, like Vixen, Spook, stuff like that in the morning. Because with how low the water's been for so long and how much shad there is in the river right now, there is some crazy topwater going on in the mornings right now. And you could definitely – I mean – it's almost like the fall. That's honestly what I thought of it. Cause I fished the river a lot in the summer and like this time of year when I was at college in Winona and you'd run into stuff like this every once in a while. But like this, it reminded me, state reminded me more of like almost the end of September bite. Like they were going ham on the sand and stuff. It felt like it was happening. The transition started happening while we were there. And yeah. It felt like it was early. Um, J-Rod, I like a 733 casting rod. And I throw it on braid to a short leader. Yeah, I was going to ask you, Rich, what what do you – so that's what you throw your top water on? Because I dumped four real big ones during the tourney, and I throw it on a 703 Fury. Same, same yeah. thing, 30-pound braid. I have like a 12 to 18-inch, 20-pound mono leader on it. Um, loose drag, pin them, and then just kind of let them do their thing and hope. Yeah. That's what I do. The only other thing I do is, like, I do put a double split ring on my last treble hook. That's what Felix told me. So if you do have them on that back hook, that helps. I only lost one topwater fish in two days. I only lost four, and they were all big. (laughs) Uh... 
Why are we the reason you don't throw any doubt? I don't get that, Jay. <laughs> You're just afraid that you'll love them too much? I don't like a balanced rod. It does. That's one thing I will say about that 36. It loads. Like, it's not like you really – it's almost more like a crankbait hook set. Like, you don't jack them. It's just you reel it and your rod just kind of – Yeah, I think if, if like, if you're looking for a, a poor man's, don't sleep on the 734 Sierra. The Sierras yeah. are soft in general. Like, you're going to get a lot of that. I think that might even be what Sobe throws his chatterbait on, to be honest. Well, he's a walleye fisherman, so it doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> I suppose that the video's out. We can congratulate you on your uh, Tourney Tuesday AOI. Yeah, you know, I came in for four or five derbies. We never cashed a check. There. <laughs> you don't it's feel like you were like the big – like the, the. I made sure it got tight at the end, you know, making sure it really comes down to the wire, just a few really bad performances. Will wants to know how uh, – not not in detail, but like, how did you catch those smallies on Pokegamo? Uh, yeah, um, the exact opposite you would think you would catch them on Pokegamo. So we didn't chase smelt fish. We did it in the morning for uh, about an hour because Hayden Hayden had live scope, so um, he ran around to the smelt fish. Where if anybody's familiar with Pokegamo, you go up to the middle of Pokegamo in the morning, and everyone's just you know moping or Demiki rigging, whatever you want to call it, they're video gaming them. Um, but Hayden had figured out that they were very boat shy because it had been dead calm for about two weeks. Uh, so they're pretty boat shy. So in the morning for about an hour, we just ran a bunch of points and he'd just live scope and look for one and cast at it. And we caught one four and three quarter doing that. Um, other than that, honestly, we caught them all shallow. Caught two on hair jigs um and yeah so you caught him exactly how i tried to catch him on green and it backfired on me yeah no we <laughs> caught him really shot but like dude they were really specifically in like four spots like yeah. we we got a we must have fished the two perfect spots to start practice where like you could see 20 to 25 pounds pretty like like not just one limit like three or four limits of that and then uh, we went around looking everywhere the next two days for it. We found two more spots. That's it. They were not doing it everywhere. So, but Dang like it. me, Nichols, and Jacob, um, we were all in sight of each other almost the whole day. So, like, we are all looking at each other, like, well, I know I got a big bag, and I know Nichols has about 20 pounds. Well, I'm sure Novak has about that too, because we're the only ones over here right now. We're all doing the same thing. Yeah, I would say the other thing on the back to the top water. I don't know if you put a, a red hook on the front, but that's something I do. I have not done that. I will. I find it. that they really hit the front of the bait, and then you get a better chance of getting multiple hooks in them. I just I feel like I don't lose a lot of them on lakes. It seems like it always happens on the river, and I don't know if it's just mean river fish or if it's what. But I don't know. Well, yes, smallmouth will definitely play uh, for the. MLF pro circuit. I think you're going to see, uh, you could see if like fighters pattern should be going. What yeah. he, did. I don't know. I, I think large mouth will probably win, but small mouth will play. Yeah, for sure. Probably a mixed bag. 
I could definitely see more smallies than largies, though. But the big, big, big bags are typically still largemouth. But yeah, like if you're gonna see a big one day bag, like 18, 19 pounds, it's probably or like twenty one, like yeah, yeah, like we did. It. That was crazy, <laughs> like that. So Corey Hawk stayed with us, and he was just like, mind. He's like, I, I don't even know how that was physically possible this time of year. Like he was just like mind blown that that happened. Oh, dude, when I got up to fifteen and a half, I was like, all right, cool. I'm gonna come in. Corey's gonna have like seventeen, eighteen. Day two, it's gonna be perfect conditions. I'm gonna swing for the fences, try to get eighteen, nineteen of brown ones. Maybe I get lucky, but I'm not gonna be too far out of it. And I get in with fifteen and a half, and I'm like, oh my god, I'm six pounds out. I'm screwed. <laughs> which pool i i don't know how it would be hard to say that's any of those pools can be one and i i haven't been down there enough to say that would be guessing just from when i've been down there from what i guess i saw on the rivers when we were down there i would my first day of practice would be on seven. That's what I would do. But yeah, like you said, it can be one on any of those pools. Well, thank you. We did our best. We actually took fourth, and that's the best we've ever done on that lake. A good old prior. I went out to Spring Lake last night, and it was a disaster. I've never been. We are so bad on prior. So bad. I don't. We've looked at each other and we're like, we fished this lake for four years. I don't think we've ever weighed in a four pounder. Depends if we're talking braid or it really depends on your setup. Depends if you're a braid person or braid to fluoro, straight fluoro. So I flip a lot with straight fluoro unless I'm in really heavy stuff. So I like a pretty fast action rod. But if you're a braid or a braid to fluoro, then you're going to want a slower action a little bit. I flipped Braid to Floro with a Champion Extreme 746. Yeah, but you probably do need to adjust your like hooks out a little bit. Like, you don't want to be slacklining them. No, I don't. I'm, yeah, <laughs> right. I'm so it, it, there's yeah. a lot of variables. Drags peeled back a little bit. There's a lot of variables. It it comes down to your rod, your line, your yeah. hook set, your hooks. Like, there's if it's a jig or a Texas rig. Yeah, you got to kind of match your mechanics and your setup. So there's really no one right answer for that. Um, I think sometimes super clear water pushes the smallies extra shallow. Yeah, I'd agree. And heat. It depends on the fishery and the forage base, though, as well. So I'd agree. Wind, too. Like if it's been calm for a long time, those they'll kind of wander up shallow. Yeah. Uh, fighter. When he made his big comeback, he was largely fishing a sand drop, if I remember right. Yeah, he was fishing um, sand drops. Shallow, shallow sand. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and the Minnesota rig is basically a one-hooked A rig uh, with lots of blades. That's all blades instead of dummies. Yeah. Um, the water's pretty low, but not super low. What's your free rig setup? I don't throw the free rig a lot, but I do have free rig weights, but I just haven't played around with it enough. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. The free rig is basically... Yeah. So basically you rig up a Texas rig, but instead of a bullet weight, you put like a elongated teardrop drop shot, but with the ring 
right? So you just so you basically just thread this on like a bullet weight and then tie your hook on. And then some people put a little bobber stop between their hook and the uh, drop shot weight or the free rig weight so it doesn't oh. like hit the knots. But basically you cast it out and then your bait like floats up behind it. It's like an untethered Carolina rig. I feel like hookups got to be awful with that. It's supposed to be pretty good. I don't know. It's a Japanese thing. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Uh, yeah. I struggled on spring. It was my first time ever being there. Um, Blackfish. It was good. Right. It was better than, I mean, bite was better than last year. Uh, Fisher really pressured, like really pressured. Like you go up to a coontail patch and you look at 360 and you see like six of them sitting outside it and you throw a jig worm at it and you watch them all swim away pressured. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it's it, it was more about finding fish that wanted to uh, actually wanted to eat. That was kind of the big deal there. And it's a lot of timing out there right now. Like, it's always a timing lake, but it's really a timing lake right now. Um, I don't know. I'm a, <laughs> I am think you can use the same rod for a spy bait and a hair jig. Um, That's what Hayden some... does. It depends. If you love smallies and you're really into it, then yes, it's worth getting a dedicated rod. I don't know. It's still situational. Depends how much you fish smallies in clear water. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you live in Minnesota, it's probably worth having, and you fish tournaments in smallmouth lakes. Uh, I don't know. I I have never crushed them on either one of them, so I'll refrain from. Definitely have a hair jig rod. You which can, can be your spy bait rod. Yeah, and you can smash them all year on a hair jig. Um, but or if you're like me, you can just keep them super dry in a nice little box tucked away, and it looks good. It looks good, yeah. Um, but yeah, then you can throw a spy bait on that too. Uh, spy bait tends to be more when they're like really not eating, like it actually seems like a spy bait works better when they're like a hair jig isn't because they're not eating, which sounds really uh bizarre, but that's all about I've figured out. And uh, landing fish on a spy bait is also, like, terrible because they always swipe at it. And there's blades in the front and back, and, yeah, it's just. But, hey, it wins stuff. It wins derbies. It's just really hard. Let's look at that for those that are interested. This is the free rig. Oh. Yeah, so it's just, yeah, like you said, an untethered hair jig. Or not hair jig, uh, Carolina rig. It's basically a Lindy rig. (laughs) Yeah. But I recommend the the Bastec free weight. (laughs) Yeah. All right. Uh, Let's see. I know Brian Reesgraff loves the free rig. Uh, Nice joining in, David. We'll see you later. Uh... Spy bait can be killer, that's for sure. Like I said, I just feel like it's really when they don't want to eat because there's a lot of better ways to catch smallmouth, in my opinion. Yeah. Like on a tube or a topwater or something cool. 
Yes, I had it in my laundry room. It's only quiet place. It's good acoustics. Yeah. It's dark. Kayak tournament on a leech. That sounds awesome. Uh, assuming you can... Can you put a kayak in the rice? Is that legal? That's Well, that's a good question. So I don't know if the harvest season, whether they're going to be... But either way, like assuming you can launch wherever you want, I would launch in Boy or Federal Dam or the North End of Sucker or Steamboat. <laughs> but so I'm a big boy. Corners. What's that? So the four corners. <laughs> yeah, like get as far away from Walker as you can. Uh, I'm a big boy. I love Boy. That's my favorite bay. Um, but uh, Frog should be good right now. Like frog, frog ever not good on leech? Like when it's frozen? Yeah, there you go. I feel like leech is the lake where like you could go there in like end of October when it starts to ice up and throw a frog and the fish would come up through the skim ice to eat a frog. I would not doubt it. I've but never heard it, but that's just all I've heard of that. Lake. Like they are the angry, like imagine the smallmouth when they were sharking your topwaters like chasing baby seals on Pepin. Yeah. That's how largemouth hit frogs in the rice on leech. <laughs> like they come, they don't come up. They come like from the side and like over the top of it. Like yeah, you see them like, coming for like 10 or 15 feet and you're like, dear Lord. Just, <laughs> yeah. It's uh nuts. Um, yeah. I, I, a frog and a flipping bait and uh, get after it. Find the race with bait and slightly deeper water in it. Uh, I mean, actually, fishing kayak fishing on leech sounds amazing as long as you don't have to traverse the main lake and you can launch in the bay you want to fish. Yeah, yeah, it should be fine. I mean, you can get away from the wind. I'm pretty sure Bart has fished Okaboji. I have, but I've only fished it when it's like 30 degrees. It's a really good lake. Um. <sighs> So if I'm practicing, I'm usually humping my frog pretty quick, looking for fish. Um, it really depends. Like I like to work a f- frog fast. If they're not eating it or missing it, I'll slow down. But I like to start with my frog pretty fast. And I like a walking frog in general more than a popping frog. So now if I'm skipping it under docks and trees, then I will definitely like I'm getting it into like the juice and then it'll very be a very deliberate hard slow walk until I get out to the shade line. But if I'm fishing mats and pads and stuff, I'm going to keep my frog moving pretty quick until they tell me they won't chase it down. I don't throw a frog a lot. Well, let's we'll just Get rid of Bart. <laughs> <laughs> I, leave, I leave that to you. Uh, you go do that. I'm not. I mean, I'm all right at it, but and I definitely don't need to do it. Um, black or black or black. And if they won't eat the black, then sometimes a white. <laughs> no, or like that's actually I, the way I frog too. <laughs> yeah, I like black, and then actually I like the natural red, that spro brown red color. Yeah um white sometimes i'll mix in some bluegill colors if i really feel like they're like if if you're obviously around bluegill beds you're like in that like post spawn yeah but most time it's 
I love like the 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 lakes where you grew up, Bart, and down towards like St. Peter yeah, and like Frog. Black Frog. Skip it as shallow as you can. It's basically dragging its belly and like shady. They just crush it. It's an amazing Frog. bite in the yeah. dead of summer when nobody thinks you should be fishing there. <laughs> yeah, I think the only time I throw a white one is honestly more towards fall. Yeah, on the river. Sometimes it'll be an obvious, like you'll see shad running through the pads. Yeah, for a white one frog, or something yeah. like that. Yeah, there are a lot of people that like that black and yellow blackbird frog. Like Pete Hare, when I was out with him, he loves that. He throws the teckle, um, that black with the yellow nose, that blackbird color. Yeah, I think I have a couple of those. Um. Man. My frog box is probably like your hair jig box. It just looks really good. Just chills there. Nice. Don't really have too many scars on them. Got like one or two that are really beat up. They always get pulled out. Yeah. Big Stone was amazing for frogs. Them fish did not miss a frog to save their lives. I think in three days of fishing, I only had one fish miss a frog. <laughs> It was like in their crushers, like every time. It was amazing. That's awesome. Um, so yeah, then uh, so after state, disappointing 18th, 19th place finish. Guys crushed them. I didn't had new idea that it was gonna take 30 pounds to make the top 10. I would have said 27 coming in. Um 27 got you like 20th. So um, but congrats, Bart made it. If we didn't say that, Bart finished what fifth, third? Yeah, something? yeah, thank you. I thought it was gonna take like 14 ish a day, is what I thought to get 10th. Then I came in day one and I was like, oh god, I gotta smash them tomorrow. Um, so then I uh busted home Friday night, Saturday morning. I got the dogs to the kennels, said hi to the kids, sent them up to Cass Lake for the week, and then I Spent the afternoon on Coronas, practicing for TBF Team Trail. Didn't find a lot. Um, but we did have one little area that we uh, did pretty well on, which was a frog area in pre-practice, like, a long time ago. But it changed, and I ended up, we ended up catching them all on a buzzbait. It's a buzzbait. Yeah, and... I'm a big fan of this accent, Jacob Wheeler Buzz. I have a bunch of those. Those things are awesome. These are amazing. Not this color. I mean, this is a good color, but I like also on the black one. And the my new favorite buzz bait trailer is the Hammercraw. Now, Jacob Wheeler, I don't think is any longer affiliated with Gene LaRue, but he came out with it. I don't even know if they make this one anymore, but this yeah, that looks good. It's been an amazing. So I rig it upside down so you get the smooth side instead of the rib side on the buzzbait. And uh, super impressed with this buzzbait. Like, it's legit. They were wolfing it. And we basically were one bite away from having a good tournament. We caught two four-pounders and a three-pounder and had two under three pounds. But you'll see in the tourney vid, I caught like 20 fish on a buzzbait. It was a good time. (laughs) Yeah. Buzzbait uh, I did happen a lot in Minnesota. No, that's the thing is like, I I, I was like, I was telling Michael, like, I don't remember the last time I was on a buzz bait bite that good. Like, but if you're looking for a good buzz bait, the accent buzz and uh, the hammer craw, 
it's it's very good. I'll put links in the description of all the baits we talked about tonight, like the the top waters and the jigs and the tube craws and the all that stuff for those that are interested. Uh, I have not tried the Vexen baits, but I've they've got some cool marketing. I have not either. Oh yeah, and then the that's a good question. The setup I ate like a seven thirty four or seven thirty five for my buzzbait rod. And I throw that on 40 pound braid with a seven to one reel. It's so a long rod, seven, seven foot three, depending on the cover, seven, either 735 or 734, straight braid. Yeah, don't mess around. And then you just had to be patient when they eat it, let them eat it, and then get them. It's an accent Jacob Wheeler buzzbait. Not that he's ever caught a fish in his life, but. He has an original and a finesse, and I'm you throwing the original. And I will put some links down for people if they can't find them. I think I have the finesse ones. Actually, I might have both. Yeah. I don't know the difference between the two, to be completely honest. And it has a really good, like, keeper. Yes, I do remember that. I was trying to pull a trailer off it. and it's the So they come one. with a skirt off of them in the package, so you can put the skirt on there. But otherwise, it's got this... Uh, Oh, that's not really showing up, but it's got like the molded part, and then it's also got a little wire barb. So you get both the molded and the wire, and it holds plastics really good. Whether you want to throw like a little swim bait or a horny toad or a hammer craw, and durability. Like I actually caught, I don't remember where I was. I was somewhere else where I was catching them before Coronas. Where was that? Bart, where was I? Don't you remember? Um, it wasn't Big Stone? I know you were there. No. I, he, I mean, Fabiano was catching him on Big Stone. God, where was I? It wasn't it green. Wasn't on, wasn't on the river. wasn't on green. Hmm. Do I fish too much or not enough that I can't remember where I was fishing? Anyways, I caught a bunch of fish on another lake. Um, and then I caught them there. And I've caught like probably 30, 40 fish on this buzzbait. And it's no worse for the wear. Like, and straight braid, like jacking on them. So, like, durability seems really good on it. No, just you talking about that buzz bait. One thing I did get on in the little bit of practice on the river that kind of blew my mind. Yes, Liam, it was Washington. <laughs> yeah, somebody pays attention to what I put up. Thank you, Liam. <laughs> um, no, but I got into just kind of the weirdest bite on those wing dams. I couldn't get any of those fish to eat anything. I pulled out pulled out a spinner bait that Bassman like TW Double Willow, mm-hmm. like on an eight one reel. I just burned that sucker over the wing dam, and oh my god, they crushed it. But they'd only do it when it was sunny and dead calm. It was the weirdest thing in the world. But they'd just crush it. Nice. So Wheeler modifies his buzzbait. That's why he's Jacob Wheeler, and I'm here talking to Bart. Um, That's why I'm Bart. Uh, I have not tried the stupid crowd. I did see some videos on those. And I was kind of intrigued, but then I realized I have 400 pounds of soft plastics in my boat, and a stupid tube works pretty good. So I haven't tried the stupid crawl yet. What stupid tube head do you use? 
I use my own agitator heads most of the time, which is just a shaky football head. I don't know if I have any here handy. Yeah, it looks like this. So I don't use a tube hook. I use a ball shaky head. Okay. So, so it actually gets a little bit of a football shape, so it helps widen the head of my stupid tube a little bit. And then I don't, you know, for a, I don't think there's a need to use a tube jig hook for a stupid tube. Yeah. <laughs> I use shaky heads for my stupid tubes. Gotcha. Cool. Man, it's been like, well, I guess we're getting close to two hours. Mm, trope car makes, there's a, an owner phantom jig hook that looks pretty good that I've heard people talk about, but I've never tried it myself. I got some from this comp. I can't remember the name of company. Act Lures, ACT, maybe. I can't remember the name. They had a good. They had a good stupid too bad. Those are the ones I have that I throw. It's like a ball. Yeah, another one that's really good is D and M. Oh, was that it? No, that I like. Pull it up here. See yeah. if I can it. Let me see. D and M Smalley tube hook. I'll show it here. It's got an enormous wide gap tube hook. So I'll use this one sometimes. I'm looking for this one right now. Is that it? Otherwise. Yeah, this is it. I think. This, this is the one I sh showed just a second ago. Is this Bastic Agitator Head. I just sent you a link to it if you want to see it. It's not very good pictures. Where is it? On Facebook. I sent you a message. Facebook. Yeah, these look actually similar to what? It's like a ball head and then 90 degree, I believe that is, or 45, whatever. Yeah, but it's like a giant. This is, this is which is really similar to that one I just showed from DNM. Yeah, it's a giant EWG. On it. If anybody does website development, please contact this company and help them. <laughs> Make a good jig hat. They do. <laughs> Not so much website, but... Uh, I told you, I was like, it's hard to get the picture up, but... <laughs> Any tips for gull? Um, well, there's typically a good jigworm bite. There's usually a good flipping bite, like on grass edges. Um... I mean, a couple weeks, I mean, a month ago or so, it seemed like they were on very specific deep weed edges where people hammered them. Um, it's a good topwater lake. I mean, like, it depends. Are you just out there fishing for fun? It's a good spinnerbait lake. It's a good topwater lake. Get out and find the good green grass edges. Flip it, jigworm it, topwater it, spinnerbait if you get wind. Reeds can be really good if you get wind down in, like, Wilson and Steamboat. Um there's a lot of ways to catch them on gull. It's a fun lake. I think gull is one of the most underrated or underappreciated bass lakes in Minnesota. They keep getting bigger. Like the weights out there for team trail this year were astounding. But uh, yeah, they, like he said, it's just a phenomenal. It's a good dock lake if you like docks. When you're there and it's not a tournament, there is like so many ways to catch them when they're not getting pressured. Yeah, they are. It is a great lake. You can do just about whatever you want out there. Best tube company. Uh, I don't know. I don't... Get Bit Baits is pretty good out of Wisconsin. They do like hand pours. I like those. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I, I throw know. a lot of ISG and Howies. Yeah, I'm not super. I'm not like a huge tube snob. <laughs> yeah, so, right. uh, got a good but, color and salt on it. I like it. Uh, stay off of woman. It would be his number one tip. Um, yeah, my fish until after food. Sunday. <laughs> yeah, stay off woman. Don't poke any of those fish. Those suckers just. I'm praying for five bites, man. That woman is uh, probably. I I think it's one of the. Uh, I don't know how I want to say this. It is one of the best tournament fisheries in Minnesota in the summer in the sense of like you feel like you're down south because the fish are extremely condition specific. They move a lot and um, they're very pressure sensitive and you pray for about seven or eight bites and uh, it is very tough. So, yeah, it's just pressure kills woman. But uh yeah, if you're fishing up there, fun fishing, I'd avoid woman because there'd be about 50 boats out there trying to figure out how to catch five for like 23 pounds. Um, but there's there's so many good lakes in the Longville area. Like you can go just blast them just about anywhere. Yeah, I would say hit the smaller lakes, right? Like girl, like boy, yeah. child, man. There, like, I mean, you yeah. can go on the DNR website and look like within 30 miles of Longville, and there are some phenomenal bass fisheries. Thunder Thunder is a good lake. Thunder is really good. Yeah. That's a, it's still a bigger lake, but it never gets touched. It's a good yeah, one. Ten, 10 mile? 10 mile, I have heard is good. I've never been there. Uh, what, the, I think the only thing that I recall from ICAST that I'm interested in is the DT8. Yes, I a thousand percent agree with that because I think for like the last six years I've been like, man, I really wish they made a DT8. <laughs> so you get that work from really Minnesota. We're like, uh, give me the DT8. Yeah, um, I fished leech last July and September. So Gus, if you want to see how I did it, I got a couple of videos up. Uh, Nick says go to Pleasant. Never heard of Pleasant. The thing is, there's probably what in that area. There's probably a hundred lakes within thirty miles. Yeah, there's so many lakes. You can go back your boat into any lake up there and go whale on bass. That's right, Billy. You can always catch the replay or the podcast. Search Hella Bass in your favorite podcast app. Um, lots of good stuff tonight. Oh man, I feel like we're winding down. We're like almost two hours in. My Taco Bell's starting to wear off. I feel like I covered most of what I wanted to cover tonight. Remember. In the comments, if you're here late after the video goes up, I want to hear, should we make this a visor or should we leave it as like a dress hat? I feel like it'd be a very tall visor. This logo is pretty high. I think that patch is a little tall. Should I just cut it like right through the middle of the B? <laughs> just <kidding. Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> just be like, uh... Matt knows it. The replay to get you through the work. That I did get, the, and I, I got one of these. I'm pretty excited about this. The Hassan hoodie. Ooh. Those look really nice. Yeah. It's an AFCO, so. Be good for sure. Yes. Exactly. It'd be D-I-L. Dill. I could do like a little hump, like right where it's like normal and then just kind of like rises up and then comes back down. (laughs) 
So let me know. Leave a comment in the actual video like replay. That's where I want the comments, and we'll we'll, we'll do a little poll. Maybe I'll put up something on the IG. But uh, so you got anything coming out on the the Bart YouTube channel that we need to know about? Uh yeah, actually, I mean, once I I gotta edit a few videos quick tonight, but uh, once I get back from woman. Um, I've got all my, I got four videos from the ABT 100 series with James Chapman. Um, they're going to be so a little bit different than, um, I guess what, what I did with like the crappie chronicles or what I did with the one, like editing that where it's like super cinematic and stuff like that. It's much more the, you know, harsh cut GoPro vloggy uh type video and james chapman if none of you guys know him is an absolute riot he is hilarious and uh, very unpredictable so uh yeah the videos will be really good there'll be one from lay lake in early january and then one from Ufala at the beginning of june so uh yeah i'll have both of those coming out here soon and yeah looking forward to those and then once the opens start back up in october So, ways you think I should make videos on how to make a visor? They're out there. It's already done. It's already done. There's two of them. We need more Elite Series. I did feel a little empty inside the week after Thousand Islands. Yeah, short season, but I think the guys kind of need the break, too. I'm excited for next year. I'm really excited for them to go to Oahu, not in June. You see some big bags. Yeah, like, I don't know if you noticed this. Like they're taking off literally ninety miles north of where they took off last yes. time. So nothing, almost nothing. Like basically, the furthest people ran in the last tournament will be the very lower boundary of where people can run this time. So it's almost an entirely new fishery. Except they they can get gas down in ninety miles down because there's a harbor there, I believe. So if they so. run down, they they can get back. You, I don't think you can get. So the the only gas is in Pierre, and I don't think you can get to Pierre. Oh really? But maybe like it would be the. I very, know. I know. There's like nowhere to get gas out there. It's very tough. I feel like that would be the very like. <laughs> you uh, maybe with the newer boats and the bigger tanks and the four strokes maybe, but that would be pushing it to get that far on a tank of gas. I just, yeah, and I'm just saying from talking to all the walleye guys that have been out there, I mean, when the elites first went there, they were like a week after the spawn. So like the hardest smallmouth fishing possible to get big bags and they're just rogue. Um, So they're going there now. It's in August, right? Yeah, early August. Yeah, early August, like I think all those walleye guys I talked to, they were like, man, you should see 20 pound or more average win. Yeah. I mean, they just had a tournament there a couple weeks ago, like, cause that's where Troy Didi was practicing when he got that seven something yeah, record. Yeah. And I think it took 21 or 22 a day in their tournament. Yeah. So, like, and yeah. so a couple weeks later should be just a little bit heavier. Yeah. And it's going to be awesome. It's going to be really cool. And that, that lake is super cool. I don't think we really got to see it that well. Cause of, I mean, just people couldn't get anywhere last time. I think they're going to a better part of the lake now, too, I believe. But, yeah, that's I'm excited to see them go out there. Um, that'll, that'll be really cool. 
But if you want Santi Cooper in March, April, yeah. oh my god, yeah, should be a lot of good venues. And if you want to learn more about Oahe, listen to my two weeks ago when I talked to Troy Didi on the stream. Uh, I have not been to Pool 19. Uh, it looks nothing like lacrosse. I can tell you that much. <laughs> I have never tried the HP 74. Have you? No, I've heard it's softer than some people like. Be a good football, J. Grad. Probably a great football, J. Football, yep. I'm more likely to go lacrosse than Oahe, just from a logistical standpoint. I'd maybe go out to. Oh, he meant he wants more elite dreams videos. Is what he meant to say. Yeah, we need more opens. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Trust me, the only thing sitting out there right now is me with like a 187 finish. It's great. (laughs) <laughs> nice cool well um so yeah check out arsenal fishing if you came late check out the replay check out the podcast um i'm gonna try to get another like green lake tournament video up this friday and then try to get like two videos in a stream out for the next few weeks just to get caught up um and then uh a couple weeks before we got another tournament and uh i don't know should be more fun fishing, more beatdowns coming up in general on the channel. I uh, appreciate everybody that tuned in. Kind of big numbers tonight for just randomly not scheduling a stream and throwing it up there. So thanks for joining in, Bart. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Bart was with Scott Martin earlier this year, but now he's too big time. So Scott's too big time for me. <laughs> Bart's too busy. Bart's uh, yeah. too expensive. He found cheaper talent to replace Bart with. Yeah. Both. <laughs> um, See all of the above. But uh yeah, no, I was with Scott for till Neely. Yeah, I was with him at Neely too. But yeah, I, I didn't even go down south after Neely. Actually, I just wasn't down there. I had too much stuff going on. Yeah, Alan, I hope somebody magically drops out, and I see you in lacrosse as well. But I, I'm not as hopeful as I once was at this point. Bart told me I was in on the docks, and then I wasn't in the docks. So. Oh, you're talking about last year? Yeah. Yeah, Whitefish. You were like, oh, you're you're for sure in. <laughs> 11th. All right. Well, we're going to wrap things up. As always, here to help you guys catch more big bass and suck less. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. As always, thanks to all of you that hung in till the end of this podcast. This has been another episode of the Hellabass Bass Fishing Podcast Experience. Please consider sharing this with any of your bass and buddies and friends. This is the best way for podcasts to grow is through word of mouth. Also, don't forget to search Hellabass on Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, or just about anywhere else so that we can connect in more ways. As always, here to help you catch more bass and suck less.